Hi, this is Variety Shunavere for Akashi Media Podcast Live. I just want to take time out to say thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you for your listenership on Akashi Media Podcast Live. America, thank you. Ireland, thank you. UK, United Kingdom, thank you. Singapore, thank you. Russia, thank you. Belgium, thank you. India, thank you. Brazil, thank you. France, thank you. Argentina, thank you. Sweden, thank you. Germany, thank you. Benin, thank you. Canada, thank you. Netherlands, thank you. Thank you all globally for listening and tuning in to Akashi Media Podcast Live. I'm your podcaster host, Variety Shunavere also known as Nicole Renee Rosny Lane, abbreviated for Renee Ballard, the daughter of the Supreme, Florence Ballard. I thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to this star child. I am truly grateful and appreciate your listenership. Keep tuning in, keep listening, keep subscribing, keep streaming. Thank you again. I love you. Hi, this is Variety Shanavir Fakashi Media Podcast Live. And this is part two of my segment of If You're Not Laughing, You Ain't Living. This is a dedication segment to Red Fox. Enjoy. Please. Hey, goddamn, yeah, don't skip up. Give me a hand, both. This is my friend's son. Skip on the house. I told you guys, Joe, baby. This is my latest album. I made it five years ago. I'm not going to make another one until we sell these. This is a good album, too. It's about love and caring and being together, being close, being physical. Love. Hygiene. That's the important factor. Hygiene. The toughest thing in the world have to turn to your mate one night and say, you got to wash your ass. <laughs> Shit. Knowing how difficult it is, I said it for you in this album. You got to wash your ass. You folks up there with binoculars, Buy one of these albums and mail it to your home anonymously. (laughs) Now, if the postman brings two albums, 
and both of y'all wash your hands. It's a, it's a two-way street. Don't, don't be screaming from the audience, sir. This is not Murray Griffin's show. If you don't like the show, bend over. I'll drive you to Dallas. Get one. See, let me explain to you, folks. You can let your armpits go a couple of days, maybe. But not your ass. How could you tell someone, I love you, darling, knowing in your heart you haven't washed your ass? I'm not talking about your whole ass. I'm talking about your ass whole. You'd be surprised the pollution that can be found in an area the size of a dime. Or a 50 cent piece. Or a silver dollar. Now you know your ass better than I do. But you got to wash it. Tell me, how could you turn around in bed with your loved one upside down to 69 and have him wash your ass? To coin a phrase, when you 69ing, your ass ain't but one inch from your loved one's nose. One inch. Don't do that to someone you love. Wash your ass. You lay there thinking, no one knows. Shit, the nose knows. Another thing that can wreck your love life. And this is for you fellas. Men, stop wearing white shorts. Please, fellas, you gotta stop wearing white shorts. You know why? Because every wash day, every pair of your white shorts got a brown smudge in the seat. <laughs> your wife don't want that shit. Ladies and gentlemen, international star and king of the party record, Mr. Red Fox. Thank you. Thank you so much. Nice crowd we have here, too. Nice, warm, friendly-looking bunch. It's important to look like something. Good evening. Another crowd of two. Tomorrow's not promised to you, especially if you live in California. California, get some. We lead the nation every year in automobile deaths we've never lost. Would you come out here from Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, Texas, Oklahoma, Idaho, we'll run over your ass. <laughs> We're not gonna lose our championship because you want to get back home. We got safety zones. That's where we get the most of them, in the safety zone. Standing in the safety zone, all secure. Shit. <laughs> we run over your ass out there. 
There's two old bras across the street. One said, come on, Martha, honey. We in the safety zone. Those trucks have to stop. See the white line? Did you ever see a white line stop a truck? That white line's for the police to have somewhere to start measuring to see how far your body was thrown. <laughs> to see if your family wins the turkey. See, we give away a turkey out here. Down south, they give you a goose. <laughs> I don't like that. Somebody goose me, got to die. That's right, I got a knife. I was born in St. Louis, Missouri. Used to wake up butt naked and put my knife on. I drink a little bit while I work. I drink and smoke. There's a lot of things worse than cancer. Death is worse than cancer. I'd rather be living with cancer. A plane crash is worse than cancer. At least with cancer, you can lay there and watch color TV for a while. Plane crash, you can't even watch your bag bust open. You can't even clench your fists so the searchers can't get your rings off. <laughs> Never thought about that, did you? I was a searcher once. But just laying there, wasn't no finger in it. Some people look down their noses at uh, stuff like that, you know, mangled bodies and funerals and stuff like that. This guy owes so much money in the town, he told Undertaker, he said, man, I got to get out of this town or I got to let people know that I'm dead. So they stopped bugging me. So the Undertaker said, look, I'm a friend of yours. I'll give you a funeral. And everybody will know you're dead. And they'll come here and see you. And you won't owe nobody. He said, great. So they made all their preparations everything. Had him laid out in the coffin, sent out notices. All his friends came. They passed by the bear, looked in, sniffled, walked by. <laughs> About a hundred people came by. And the last guy said, you dirty bastard, you. God damn it. I lost my wife. I loaned you so much money you never paid me. God damn it. I'm going to take this 45 and shoot you right in your goddamn head. This guy raised up out the coffee and said, look here, I'm going to pay you, but I ain't giving the rest of them shit. <laughs> they said, cha-cha. Is that a gold tooth? Don't go to watch with that gold tooth in your mouth. When them niggas dig a mine in your face. <laughs> That's right. You don't understand what's wrong with niggas. That's why we can't advance. Niggas are holding black people back. Every time I see a nigga in the street, I speed up. <laughs> you don't get no time for killing a nigga. The nigga judge, you can tell us a nigga see that rabbit's foot in his back pocket. <laughs> Big old rabbit foot and no money. See, I didn't go to college. I know I wasn't going to college when I didn't get into high school. They weren't teaching nothing but filth in high school. Little boy blue, come blow your horn. You'll break your neck trying to blow your horn. You want your horn blown, you need a friend. I was an athlete myself as a youngster. I was a broad jumper. And they changed it to the long jump, and that let me out. You know, they don't call it broad jumping no more. Did you know that? Long jump, the long jump. I don't know. The longer you jump, the better you win, I guess. But the broad jumping, my brother was a broad jumper. He was arrested for rope. See, rope, that's when you tie a chick down and call your friends. Roper. 
See, rape is when you're going for yourself. That's why you get so much time for rape, is for being selfish. It's enough to go around. I mean, people will tell you that. I was in Las Vegas one night, and a whole said, I mean, a chick said, Fox. Good evening. Damn, it looked like my wife. Because all y'all look alike to me. That's what whites say, black people all look alike. When in truth, it's them that all look alike. All of y'all just white. Don't forget it. Black people are all different colors. See, whites don't change till they steal something. Male Caucasian, wanted for armed robbery, ruddy complexion, ruddy complexion. Why is it when you steal something, your skin gets bad, right, friend? <laughs> it's prejudice, isn't it? Sure it is. Damn right. But black people, you watch us come in a football game, track meet, all different colors, black walnut, burnt almond, chocolate, chocolate mocha, pecan, vanilla, yellow, mellow, light, bright, and damn near white. Look around sometime. Oh, you laughing? Yeah, all y'all look alike, too. She's crazy about me. Thinks I'm a Mexican. Notice I talk about everybody? I love Mexicans. I go down there every year. I was down there last year, got a $600 parking ticket. Parked on top of a Mexican. I heard this noise, I thought the bullfights were letting out. Had to go to court. Judge said, you should have seen him, senor. He was standing in the road with his tamale wagon. I said, well, Judge, I didn't even notice his fly was open. Another toast. Mexican humor. Why does it have hair around it? To keep it from looking like a tacos. I was laying in bed one night with my old lady. She said, I said, mm-mm. The ugliest you are, you gotta give me a two-week notice. And give me time to read some dirty books and show my dirty movies to myself. Say, if you got some dirty movies at home, one night show them backwards and you can see a guy going. <laughs> now, I usually like to warm up, you know what I mean? Warm the people up, because a lot of people come out and look pure. You met them old pure bros. Why did you bring me here? Did you hear him say shit? and get the same broad to the motel, and what she say? Shit, daddy, is it good? Hold it right there. <laughs> same broad, man. I don't like no whole lot of talking. Oh, daddy, why did you? Hell, I just met you, I'm your daddy. See, I tell the truth. Truth must prevail. If Thomas Edison had been a nigga, we'd be sitting here in the dark. <laughs> In my notes, 800 million Chinese. I want to remember how many of them it was since yesterday. Might be 1,000 million tonight. You know, all of them went, didn't stay out. Chinese are clever. 
Anybody can sell that stuff in them restaurants for $3.75 and a fortune cooker is clever. Thousand percent profit. They don't give you nothing. Half a cup of rice, half a cup of tea, no sugar, no bread, and some roots. And sprouts. And a fortune cookie with a lie in it. See, I write. Beautiful music. I've just composed a love song called I Love You, Darling. If you never have any cash money in your pocketbook during your entire life in this world. But I won't be with you, darling. If you never have any cash money in your pocketbook during your entire life in this world or anywhere else you might go with nothing. Because I don't need nobody to help me do bad. I can starve to death by myself, sugar. So try and forget me. But always remember that I love you more than any woman I've ever known in my life. Because that night I went up to your house and got drunk and fell out on the couch and went to sleep. You didn't mess with none of the money that's left in my wallet because you must have known deep down in your heart. If I'd have came to and found some of my hard-earned money gone, I'd have went home and got a two-by-four that I've been soaking in motor oil since 1940. And I'd have came back searching for you. If I found you anywhere on earth with any portions of my money in your bag, and I took my greasy two-by-four, knowing that it wouldn't break, bend, or splinter, and try to cave your skull in with it, bossa nova. Then I... You come on out to Toilet Brothers, show's on. Leave your lady sitting up here like this. Somebody to hit on her. She's pretty. I hate pretty women. Pretty women are like postage stamps. You got to lick them before you stick them. <laughs> Look at the girls laughing. Here's something for the fellas. What's better than a tiger in your tank? Lipstick on your dipstick. <laughs> well, no, brother. All right. Dad, you got back. I damn, he's wondering if you're going to ever show up. Had a line in the toilet, too, huh? You meet nice people in the toilet. No kidding. Carl Stokes. Thank you. Carl Stokes, the black mayor of Cleveland, was in the White House when the Johnson administration was still in office. And he was standing there in the toilet. And President Johnson walked in and stood beside him. Being quite a bit taller than Carl, the president looked down at Carl and said, Carl, I want to commend you on the wonderful job you're doing down there in a, in a uh... <laughs> See, God damn, fellow American. How'd you get something like that? Carl Stokes said, Mr. President, just before I have sex, I beat it on the bedpost four times. <laughs> president Johnson said, well, hell, I'm going to try that tonight when I get home. The president got home, took a shower, walked in the bedroom, beat it on the bedpost four times. Lady Bird woke up. She said, is that you, Carl? <laughs> I had fun in Japan. 
I've had so much fun, I hope we fight him again. I had fun. I was a hero. I don't want to mention it, but it's documented. Red Fox, hero. Who do you think they named the foxhole after? Hoover? Agnew? You ever hear of a soldier laying in a Spiro hole? The foxhole. I begged him, I said, don't name the hole after me. Name a bridge or a dam or something, or a cookie, or a brook, anything but a hose. Yeah, I don't know hole Sure. I said, name the hole after someone else. Someone important. Someone we can look up to and give us fighting spirit. I said, what about Truman? Call it a hairy asshole. <laughs> I ain't fighting nobody no more. No more war for Zorro. I detest violence. I wouldn't smack a crippled sissy. I hate all that shooting and digging in the ground and hiding behind trees and concrete walls and stuff. That ain't for me and that bad food. Then they sneak some stuff in your coffee when you go in the service called Soft Richard. I drank that stuff from 1941 to 1945. You know, it's just now starting to work. You know, you might as well have some fun out of life. Tonight, we have soldiers in Vietnam. I was wounded in World War II, Newark, New Jersey. Shot coming out the drugstore with an full of stuff. Then I went into the service. I'll never forget one battle I was in. I backed up so far, I bumped into a general. He said, why are you running? I said, I'm running because I cannot fly. How do you get to be generals asking your old dumb stuff like that? Why are you kneeling behind that concrete wall? Cause those are hand grenades, not donuts. Ah, war is hell. Examination is worse than the fighting. It's embarrassing to stand before a bunch of guys buck naked, and if you're not built well, you'll blush. I turned beige. We were lined up in a long straight line, 50 or 60 fellas, as far as you could see, naked men with the clothes on the floor. Somebody once said all men are created equal. Forget that. Some of them guys were ruined. Guy was standing right next to me. I said, pardon me, pal, you ever been around Long Beach? I said, gee whiz, if I was you, I could rule the world. He said, that ain't mine, it belongs to the guy behind me. Were you in service, sir? What branch? Navy. Navy. My brother Alice was in the Navy. <laughs> he tripped on a water bucket and got his head caught in a porthole, made $2,748. I don't know how much he made on the outside. But that's war. W-H-O-R, wait a minute. I never could spell. In school, I used to miss words like posse. But I was close. Three out of five ain't bad. 
They had a lady sheriff in Texas. Had the biggest posse America's ever known. Big, mean-looking posse. You've seen her, maybe you rode in one. The West was one with those type of people. A cowboy rode into Tombstone Territory in 1884, tied his horse outside the saloon, went inside and had 27 shots of red eye. He was drunk, and his friends saw how drunk he was, so they sneaked outside and played a little trick on him. They took the saddle off his horse and turned it around the other way. And they saw him the next night. He said, Slim, you got pretty drunk here last night. Slim said, I sure did. He said, you know, I went outside and found out somebody had cut my horse's head off. <laughs> the only way I could get him home was stick my finger in his windpipe. <laughs> Last week, a guy wrote in a magazine, black prostitutes are filling the streets of America. That causes more people to go home and put people, yeah, them old black prostitutes filling the streets of America. Well, if it's true that black prostitutes are filling the streets of America, it's because there's so many $100 white tricks in the streets of America. <laughs> See, there's a reason for everything. Get rid of them $100 white tricks, and our girls come on back home and take five like they used to. <laughs> I ain't told nothing but the truth. Black stuff is so high, I ain't had nothing since 54. I've been going with an Eskimo bra. I like to watch her chew that blubber. Three, go on, baby, chew. Chew, man, chew. Two girls of color went to Las Vegas 15 years ago. Just wanted to spend a weekend. And they knew the hotels were prejudiced, so they stood outside one of the big hotels to see who else went inside. So finally, an old Indian couple walked in, and they didn't come back out, so the two girls of color walked inside. So this hotel must be cool. They walked over to the desk clerk, said, we'd like a room for two for the weekend. Desk clerk said, are you Navajos? Girl said, no, man, we San Diego hoes. Give us a room. Sure. There you go, man. As a kid came home from school two hours late. His mother said, where you been, honey? He said, mother, they had sex education in school with live models, and he kept us late. She said, boy, you lie every day about something. So you go up in your room, don't you come down until your father comes home. The father came home a few hours later, and mother told her father the kid was two hours late from school because they had sex education with live models. Mother told her dad, said, honey, I want you to go talk to that boy. Something wrong with him on your side of the family. <laughs> father went upstairs, opened the kid's room door, walked inside. Kid was sitting on the side of the ball, sitting on, sitting on the side of the bed, beating his meat. His father said, boy, when you finish your homework, I want to talk to you. <laughs> Go ahead and laugh, youngster. God damn it. You wait 30 years. You go in the toilet, stay half hour. She think you didn't left her. His old cat went to the toilet here celebrating his 50th wedding anniversary here at the club one night. And he was coming back from the toilet. His wife looked up. She said, John, your fly is open. He said, well, if it won't get up, it sure ain't gonna get out. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> I love your sweater with the stripes in it. My brother got a whole suit like that. <laughs> How you folks feel? Give him a nice spot over there. 
somewhere. Help them integrate. A lot of people never meet people, you know what I mean, and learn to know them. Just hear a lot of shit. Years ago, no, and here, that's what causes a whole lot of stuff, just hearing something about people. You know, black people are fantastic, but you never hear about them. A black scientist crossed some peanut butter with a mule. Got a sandwich with long ears and a piece of ass that sticks to the roof of your mouth. You never hear about him. Keep his invention secret. Something I've always wanted. A sandwich with long ears. Because I had the other already. <laughs> what does that mean? Because you got a few bucks now. Think back. Oh, damn, I don't want to think back. My family was so poor. Christmas of 1930, I saw a cockroach put a switchblade on a rat and take his cheese. <laughs> yeah, let me do a couple of my things from my album. My latest album, I want you to know, is, is uh, dedicated to the pilgrims. Ladies and gentlemen, whatever, you know, we believe in, we can never forget the pilgrims. The pilgrims that came to America and shot wild cats instead of turkeys, we'd be eating pussy on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm sure glad they shot turkeys. Because I don't think I could hold out to Thanksgiving. <laughs> 20, 20 more minutes got the one now. Here's a trick. No, darling, sit down. I mean this kind. I didn't catch you right. I'm supposed to catch you right on the court. I get it. See, I missed it the first time on purpose. It was my wife's idea. She said, Miss it, Fox. Make it look hard. <laughs> so all this week, I've been trying to make it look hard for my old lady. <laughs> Good evening, little ladies. How you, sir? How you, fella? Tell your buddy that and try to put on something a little lighter and dress for traffic. I damn near missed him. Is anything I hate on earth is to see a black woman in basic black and pearls trying to keep up with white people. You get killed out there, goddammit. You better put some colors on your black ass. Truck driver run over you and get away free. All I gotta do is tell a judge, judge, I, I thought the pearls were floating in the air. God damn imitate. You know, something colorful, carefree, gay, like my brother. My brother Alice was a stripper. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I worked with a stripper in San Francisco a year ago. I'll never forget the broad. Because she could dance and she, she was so smooth. And shoo, shoo, whop. Pop, 
crunch. She could dance. She could, I, one, she, she took off everything she had, took off every garment she had on her body, and then did a split down to the floor. Slush. And, <laughs> and, and one night, I spilled my drink on stage. And the, the fella didn't, didn't mop it up too well. And when she went into her split, she lost her balance. And she hit the floor so hard. She hit the floor so hard, it took us two hours and 18 minutes to break the suction. <laughs> you should have heard the round of applause that girl got when she said, Pow! <laughs> she got a standing ovation. Yeah, I had a good old. Had one leg. One leg and the humpback. People used to love the freak with her. Squeeze that hump and throw that one leg out the way. <laughs> What's a hump? Yeah, when you're in love, you don't see no flaws. Was a big hump, though. <laughs> I thought you stole a watermelon. But tell the truth. What is a hump? Somebody got to go with them humpback broads. When I first met her, I thought she was going hiking. I picked up off the grass and said, please, Pauline, let me put your pack on the porch. <laughs> but like I say, someone's got to go with those humpback bras. We cannot afford to have America full of hot humpback bras. What if they formed a pack like wolves? You imagine a pack of hot humpback bras chasing you down, Weston? <laughs> Man, you better hope your zipper's rusted. <laughs> I hope I haven't offended anyone here. I didn't come here to offend, just to perform as an adult. And I think I did that. And if anyone here was offended, it's because you stayed. There's no safety belt on your seat. If you didn't like the show, you could have did like the shepherd, got the flock out. If you stayed and you were offended, I don't give a shit and don't come see me no more. Good night and thank you very much. Love you. Hi, this is Variety Shunavere for Akashi Media Podcast Live. I just want to take time out to say thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you for your listenership on Akashi Media Podcast Live. America, thank you. Ireland, thank you. UK, United Kingdom, Thank you. Singapore, thank you. Russia, thank you. Belgium, thank you. India, thank you. Brazil, thank you. France, thank you. Argentina, thank you. Sweden, thank you. Germany, Thank you. Benin. Thank you. Canada. Thank you. Netherlands. Thank you. Thank you all globally for listening and tuning in 
Takashi Media Podcast Live. I'm your podcaster host, Variety Chenevere, also known as Nicole Renee Rosny Lane, abbreviated for Renee Ballard, the daughter of the Supreme, Florence Ballard. I thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to the Star Child. I am truly grateful and appreciate your listenership. Keep tuning in. Keep listening. Keep subscribing. Keep streaming. Thank you again. I love you.